Welcome to the Glow Up. I'm Bianca Likes, and this is our Air VIP Power Women mini series, where we're sitting down with some of the country's best and brightest female entrepreneurs. We'll be finding out how they built their businesses and the secrets to their success. The Glow Up podcast is brought to you by Air, Ireland's number one business broadband provider and title sponsor of the Air VIP Publishing Power of Women Awards. Air's purpose is to connect for a better Ireland and as Ireland's largest telecommunications provider, they are committed to delivering the best broadband and mobile experience empowering small businesses right across the country. Power your way through the working day with Ireland's most reliable broadband speeds only with Air Fibre broadband from just $34.99 a month. Pair that with the best 5G network availability on Air Business Mobile and you'll stay connected wherever you go. To find out more about Air Business, visit air.ie forward slash business, go into your local store or call one of their business specialists on 1-800-220-200. Today, I'm joined in studio by life and wellness coach, meditation teacher, spreader of good vibes, co-founder of The Head Plan and winner of our wellness award, Denise Gennyburn. Thank you, Bianca. It's so great to connect with you. And I'm absolutely thrilled about the award. I don't think I've floated back down to earth yet. Well, you know, you're only just back um, really after maternity leave, whatever maternity leave looks like for a self-employed person. And then, you know, you kind of introduce yourself back into the working world, I suppose, and won this. So what what a welcome back. I know. And I have to be honest, it hasn't been the easiest transition back Mm. since having Charlotte. Yeah. And, you know, you do lose parts of yourself to motherhood. You gain new parts. But like, I know, Bianca, I said this to you a little bit off air. Like I I definitely had a bit of social anxiety at the awards. I absolutely wasn't expecting to be standing up on that stage. I think a lot of people probably gathered that from my fumbling over words. But... Yeah, it's it's amazing. It was amazing. Tell me, what have you learned? Uh, what have you lost? What have you gained from from um, since becoming a mother to Charlotte? So what's changed? So I suppose priorities have changed mm. hugely. Um, so like I am obsessed with my business. My business is a baby to me and I absolutely nurture the business in every way I can. But I naively, Bianca, if I'm being so honest, went into this year having signed up to and agreed to multiple business opportunities prior to Charlotte's birth, thinking that, oh, she'll come, she'll slot in, it will all work. And my God, the juggle (laughs) is real. The juggle (laughs) is real. So I don't think I was really expecting that. But it's nearly the mindset shift of the priorities of things that may have been a huge deal prior to her being here aren't really a big deal, you know? Um, and that's not a bad thing. There's also just the simple aspect of time. I mean, that's yes. major. Like, you know, it takes, a, it takes a long time to settle a baby, feed a baby, change a nappy, change yeah. the clothes, walk the baby. Um, mm. It's exhausting. And it you, is exhausting. you're just actually physically very, very tired. Yeah, and I was very, I did like to manage my time well. Obviously, that's the whole premise behind the head plan and aligning my actions and going after the things I really want in life. And equally, I also like to set myself up for success every day and do the things that help me show up to be the best version of myself. But I mean, that morning routine is like... Mm. that's Charlotte's time now you know yeah I'm lucky if I get that 10 minute meditation in with a cup of tea or something in the morning it's just different I know it's just a season Mm. it's 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 no harm that um 
I suppose we've spoken a lot in the last while about different phases of life and this is a new phase for you and it's a phase that you can incorporate into the head plan realising that it's not possible for you know for mothers often to even find that 10 minute window it's sometimes it's just not doable so that's something that you just grow with and and build with and um, build into your business in the future which is yeah an asset I would think yes yeah absolutely yeah absolutely now it's a new year um And we've all broken our New Year's resolutions already. Now, yeah. you probably haven't, have you? Yeah. Have you no, broken, no, and I feel like there's part of me that thinks that New Year goals thing, setting intentions can be quite toxic because I feel like there's yeah. a lot of pressure on setting those goals. Mm. The whole premise behind the head plan and the way I like to live is every day is a new day and every day is a perfect day to start. Mm. So... If you're leaning into that new year motivation, absolutely do set those goals. But it's an everyday thing. It's not a new a new year thing. And that's part of the head plan, why our journals aren't dated. It shouldn't be the 1st of January to pick up a new journal and set goals. It can be any day. I like that. I like that. It does take instant pressure off because I I, I, I love January. I love a new year. But I yes, do same. hate the pressure. Yes. Uh, of all that resolution thing and like we, we gave up years ago asking people you know we used to always ask people what are your new resolutions and how long have you kept them and and then in the last number of years it's like no we're just not doing that anymore because no. nobody keeps them nobody no. keeps them. and you're dead right every new day is a new start start exactly every every morning if you can and yeah. if you can start today then start tomorrow yeah exactly you know exactly and it just takes the pressure off i will say It is nice, that newfound motivation that you get in January. I know you just touched on it there. You feel it too. So do I. So if you do feel that New Year motivation, do take that as an opportunity to carve out what you want your life to look like, like what goals you might like to achieve in 12 months time. But just don't... Like, don't feel like you've fallen off the wagon if you miss a page of a journal or if you miss mm-hmm. if you miss some hobby that you're trying to implement into your life. Like, it doesn't have to happen every day. Just get up every day and try again. That's what it's all about. Now, have you always had that mindset or have you developed that mindset? No, I think that's a developed mindset. And, you know, how we found the head plan was really where that mindset came from if I'm honest because I probably was someone that was obsessive about new year and particularly around my birthday as well I always get kind of that new year feeling then I know a lot of people do um I was always um very much career driven I mean I still am ambitious but I was obsessed with climbing the career ladder and hitting those goals and setting out my goals in new year and I would do anything to achieve those career goals sacrificing everything else around me my own self-care and wellness I was in a toxic cycle of I suppose a lot of people are still in it if we're honest uh, work hard pay the mortgage burnout repeat Mm -hmm. and it all changed for us when Kieran got sick Mm -hmm. and he was diagnosed I know people are very familiar with the story at this stage well he was diagnosed two days after our honeymoon with acute myeloid leukemia and um, we were essentially told if he didn't get treatment that he was looking at a death sentence so it was the night that kind of everything changed for us it was a realization that we were nearly on this hamster wheel of life going after the wrong things every day putting so much pressure on ourselves to achieve things that 
weren't really mm-hmm. important. And I think for us, um, that was really the, like for us, that was the realization that every day mm-hmm. is not to sound cheesy, Bianca, but every day is a blessing. Like yeah, you yeah. don't know what next week is going to bring. And we're grateful for the day that's ahead of us. And it's how can we make the best of the day ahead? Yeah. So what was it an overnight mindset change or did you have to teach yourself and remind yourself every day or it was it just literally like that I wouldn't say like it was an overnight thing it was definitely the biggest light bulb moment in our lives mm. um like it definitely with all mindset shifts it does it does take a while to to get around to this way of thinking but I suppose when you're in that situation we were in hospital with Kieran for a couple of months like you can't think too far ahead anyway. So we were nearly forced into every day, just looking at every day as it was. And I think it's just something we've taken forward with us. And to be honest, it's been nothing but a benefit to have that mindset um, way of thinking. Now, it sounds like a contradiction because I'm like, set your long-term goals. I'm not saying don't set your long-term goals and have your clear vision for where you want your life to go. But it's about having that and having the little actions in the day that you're given to get mm. down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kieran is well today. Yes, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. So all is good. Yeah. Um, thank God. Absolutely. Um, so, yes, I mean, I'm sure lots of people over Christmas had in their Christmas stockings, head plan journals, mirror markers, affirmation cards, agenda planners. I like the agenda planners. They're very oh, nice. Oh, they're fabulous, aren't they? <laughs> they're lovely. They're, yeah. yeah, they're very nice. The tote bags, the water bottles. Um, they're all they're all tools that are filled kind of with wisdom and neuroscience Yeah. Um, to help build a better us. Yeah. So talk to me about the neuroscience bit of habits. Yes. I know you know a lot about this. Yes. So I so I suppose to say before I get into the neuroscience, I went to life coaching for a number of years before I actually studied life coaching. And to say the benefit it had on my life when I was obsessively climbing that career ladder, albeit I was probably focusing in the wrong place of life, but it was the right place at that time. And yeah. um, it really helped me climb that career ladder and help me in the workplace and get clear on those career goals. So life coaching was always a huge thing for me. And when Kieran got sick, um, I was kind of blown away that the life coaching industry was kind of bubbling, if you will, like it was 2019, it kind of exploded during lockdown. But I was like, you know what, I need to go back and do this. So it was on my mind. And when Kieran got sick, it was an opportunity for me. I was on carer's leave. I went back and studied life coaching. But I decided to do life coaching with neuroscience because neuroscience is the basis of all mindset shifts. It is neuroplasticity is this unbelievable thing that essentially you rewire your brain. You have the ability to rewire your brain, rewire the way you think, rewire the way you do things, build habits that will stand to you for a lifetime. And it's all through neuroplasticity and what we feed ourselves. So I was always fascinated by it. And uh, as a result, we have seeped it into all our products. They're all neuroscience based 
from the main journal to the gratitude journal to, to even the water bottles with the motivational markers. There's neuroscience in everything. I don't want to sound wishy-washy, but yeah. I'm going to try and break it down into more simpler terms without sounding too woo. Because sometimes yeah. when you sound woo, people are like, oh. But like, <laughs> I do believe what you put out, you get back, right? Yeah. And basically... Neuroplasticity is what you're feeding your brain is creating your reality, if you will. Mm -hmm. So you have the ability to change your neuroplasticity. So like affirmations, like what are you saying to yourself? You've 60 to 80,000 thoughts in a day. How many of them are negative? I think 80,000. Okay. Wow. Okay. So let's just 60 to 80,000. But how do you, I know I interrupted you there, but, but say you're thinking a lot of negative thoughts. Yeah. Do you then become fixated with stopping thinking the negative thoughts? And no. then that, and yeah. How so does that there's work? Actually, there's actually a really nice exercise you can do on this. And it's just awareness. Yeah. Um, Roxy Nafusi actually has it in her journal with us. She has a 12-week journal to self-love and empowerment. And she's very strong on this being one of the first exercises you do before you even set your goals. And rightly so. But if I could encourage anyone to do anything over the course of today that you're listening to this podcast is just listen to your thoughts listen to your thoughts don't be hard on yourself just listen to your thoughts listen to what you're saying to yourself listen to how you speak to yourself listen to what's going on and Bianca when you actually step back nearly like a helicopter view of those thoughts going on in your brain Mm -hmm. you will be blown away how I hate to say it how negatively we speak to ourselves Mm. we have a natural negative bias that's where we go in our brain but when you become aware of those thoughts and then I like to jot them down when I'm doing an awareness exercise if you shift the way you're talking to yourself you have the ability to shift your mindset and in turn shift your life and I know it sounds a bit like it's Mm. a bit far-fetched but if you're waking up every day saying I'm going to have a terrible day um, I really don't like my job. I'm not great at it. I look terrible today. <laughs> Did you hear what ABC said? Like the gossip, the, yeah. like, you know, like imagine being aware of that and stopping before every thought comes in and replacing it with something positive. I know, but it, it, it's, doesn't it sound like a lot of work? It's, yeah, no. It can sound like a lot of work, but it is the essential work that yeah. will bring you so much more in life than anything else you'll ever do I suppose practice makes perfect or near perfect or somewhere getting towards perfect Um, you know there's no no, exactly yeah yeah Yeah. but you know as near as you can get to it um, maybe so but like say for example okay say after this interview uh, you you, um, go back out to Kieran or I go out I I leave the room here and go oh such a dope in that interview like oh god Mm. So and say you you, you think that you said something stupid and you're beating yourself up about it. So maybe you did say something silly and you're kind of annoyed with yourself. So how do you reframe that thought? Bianca, I am the most socially awkward person you'll probably (laughs) ever meet. Like you're not. But anyway, go on. I actually only put a post up about this uh, the other day. Like we tend to obsess over it's not even did I, did I make a fool of myself? It's, did the other person think? It's all about how other people think. It's not how we think. Mm. Like, nobody really cares 
about you like the way you care about you. Yeah. And I think we get obsessed with how other people think and feel when really the most important thing here is how you, how feel. you think and feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like maybe I will leave here and be like, God, that was a bit silly. But like, I do like to... Um, I like to like fall forward, not fall back. And I like to learn from things. And like people aren't going to take a nugget from this podcast and think, God, did you hear what Denise said about ABC? And like go about their day and like, do you know, it's just not. People are too busy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Janie. So what about this? Say somebody listens to sad songs all the time. Oh, yeah. So what, yeah. Ha- what happens there with the old the, the neuroplasticity so in the brain? What happens? That's so Did you ever go through, um, sometimes when you're sad, I enjoy listening to sad music. Yeah, yeah. Is th- does that sound like a strange thing to say? No, <laughs> that sounds like a normal thing to say. I wonder, like, people that listen to happy music, does that mean that yeah. they're happier? Yeah. yeah, well, I listen to music to visualise my goals all the time. It's a way that I visualise. So I do listen to, like, high vibe music, as I like to call it. Um, your vibe like your vibration and what you put out into the world, like we said, like that is affected by your external mm-hmm. um, sources, like your music, what you're consuming, your television, your news, your newspapers, your magazines, like all those external forces have an effect on your internal world. So if you're going to listen to sad music every day, it absolutely is going to lower your vibe and it's going to lower your frequency, mm-hmm. if you will. And it's going to lower your ability to bring good in because you're kind of, vibing low if Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah so um you said a moment ago there that you liked when you're sad you like to listen to sad music I have gone through Mm. phases like guys I went through a breakup and I love that Damien Rice oh oh (laughs) that was a great album though that was a very good album album, but you know like you know that's vibing low that's vibing low yeah it is but what about you know, you have to feel like you're worthy of happiness, that you're worthy yeah. uh, of good vibes, of vibing mm-hmm. high, because mm. sometimes people just don't feel that. And therefore you stay stuck in the sad music. Yeah. You know, that kind of blows my mind sometimes, but it's so true. But I feel like when we are sad, we can nearly, it's nearly, this sounds strange to say, but it's nearly a comfortable feeling to be in because you can control it and you enjoy the moment of feeling sad because you know why you're sad. Like, it's like, mm. like, don't get me wrong, if we're grieving over something big, that's totally different. But it's nearly, I don't want to say, but like you can enjoy mm. feeling sad and you can it's, decide yeah. to stay there. There's something about limiting limiting your life or limiting your possibility yeah. or it's a, it's a it's staying stuck in a comfort zone in a way yeah. maybe not yeah. willing to push yourself yeah. forward and leaving in that comfort zone is difficult like it is difficult and deciding that you're going to try your utmost best to have a good day when you feel like you can't is very difficult as well I might add mm-hmm. yeah so the whole mantra of the head plan is kind of uh, write it down and make it happen Yes, that's, the that's kind, her tagline. That's your tagline. So, yeah. when did you did you did you come up with the plan to write it down and make it happen when you were in hospital that night with Kieran? Is that when it happened or when it began? So, 
I have journaled since I was a child. So I was quite an anxious child and my mom, I'm so lucky. My mom was always into like a holistic approach to living when it wasn't really a thing. Like she did reflexology, uh, tai chi, meditation. She was into journaling, lots of different things that were probably very woo back then, but are way more acceptable now. Mm. And I'm so lucky that as a way to help me as a child deal with my anxiety, she introduced me to lots of healthy habits like journaling, meditation, etc. So um, I have journaled since I was a child, but if I'm really honest, I probably journaled only when I felt like I needed it or like I was like, as Dermot Whelan says, like I was a crisis meditator. So like I knew I had a big event coming up. So I was like, oh God, I better meditate this week to get in the zone. Yeah. And... I suppose the huge thing for me was when Kieran got sick that um, I really realised that I wasn't building up my resilience or I was only leaning on those self-care and wellness tools when I felt like I needed them when really you should be doing them every day so that you don't really need them mm-hmm. the day that you you land on something. Um, so I've done it my whole life and... The head plan tag is right down make it happen because goal setting journaling is something I've been obsessive about. And I was always struck by how many people don't take the time to put pen to paper or even think about what they really want in life. Like it absolutely blows my mind how many people go through life and unbeknownst to them get caught up in someone else's plan. Mm. Like they don't have their own plan and they're just going about life. And I suppose when Kieran got sick and I stepped off that career ladder and uh, during Kieran's recovery, I was just like, you know what? Like, I feel so passionate about this. Like, people would have thought it was wild, Bianca. Like, my self-doubt was probably huge about this because I thought, again, caring what other people think, people are going to think like a journal. What the hell is this? Again, we're talking about 2019. Like, I know it's a big thing now. It's more accepted, but... I was like, you know what? I want to bring out something that give people the space and time to really think about those life goals, what they want in life. I want to give them a daily page to follow. I want I wanted to be more than that. I wanted to be a community space. So we have the community background where we the journals where people write it down and we equally help them make it happen through our online meditations, our free affirmations, our our, um, blog posts that we do every week. Like I had this vision before it even launched and it launched and to say it was needed Mm -hmm. would be an understatement. We have been blown away. Obviously, I had hoped that it would have been a success because I'm so passionate about it, but we've been blown away at the success of it. Well, I mean, if you just look at those dates, 2019, it started. Now we're 2024 yeah. now. Um, four years. That's like, well, yeah, yeah four yeah, four or five years. Incredible growth. Um, yeah. And I mean, you're just expanding all the time, adding new tools uh, yeah. all the time. I mean, it is such a big success story, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we're so proud of it. So when we launched, we sold out of our first journal in 27 hours, which was like, I was like, we have enough until like February. Let's see how it goes. We launched in December 2019. So it's actually coming up to four years um, now. And 
yeah just from there it's just like we have four pop-ups this year um we have all year round retail presence in brown thomas and arnott's we are in serious final stage negotiations with other uk retailers um yeah we have a big digital development uh going on in the background that will be coming out next year to complement I know we had our app that went to number one in the app store to complement that. And yeah, it's just, it's been, it's been wild. It's been a roller coaster, but. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's all well and good having a dream and starting the yeah. dream out, but then sustaining the dream and keeping it going, mm. you know, while we have the pitfalls of life and while you go in a fertility journey and then while mm. you have a baby, there's so many different phases to move through. So has it been hard to sustain the dream the plan um or have you grown with it you know I feel I'm so lucky that Kieran is the co-founder of the business because I feel like we complement each other so well um I'm very creative and sometimes it's hard for me to see the business um bigger picture like operations and legals and agreements and mm-hmm. um more strategy if you will Kieran is behind that driving wheel with me I might add but Kieran is behind that driving wheel and I feel like if I was on my own Bianca Mm -hmm. I absolutely couldn't do it because it's too much it is too much if we didn't have the team around us we absolutely couldn't do it so I feel like as we've grown as a business we've grown as a team we've we've identified different skill sets we need in the business and we are blessed with an amazing team so how many are on the team today so we actually just got a new hire now. Let me work this. Seven. Right. Yeah. Seven. And yeah. where where are your offices? Um, so we're in Glasnevin. Glasnevin. So yeah, you work currently. kind of from home in, in, yeah? Yeah. So I have, I am blessed with an amazing girl for childcare. Um, she actually only started a few weeks ago. So I have childcare nine to one Monday to Friday. And we generally do, the, the team obviously all work full time. We do Monday to Wednesday in the office. And they're like head down, strategy, collaboration, social, what's going on, making sure everything's Mm -hmm. flowing. And then Thursday, Friday, home days. Great. Lovely balance. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Um, And tell me, Charlotte's good now, is she? She's great. What age age is she now? She's eight months. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. Um, Yeah. Great, great. I, I was actually, I was actually in work the day I had Charlotte. I was literally went in for a scan, and I was like, "Guys, I'll be back in a while." Had a meeting. It was a Wednesday, and uh, Wednesdays are generally very busy meeting days. And left, went in, had a C section, emergency C section. She arrived. And and why why the why emergency C section? What happened? Um, it wasn't a huge uh, drama. There was some um, medical term that's left me. And you know it's left me because I intentionally don't Google it. But um, basically the fluid around Charlotte had drained. So mm-hmm. she was quite compact in there and they had to t- take her out early. Yeah. I don't even focus on it as it was an emergency. Yeah. Do you know, it was actually yeah. a really nice experience, yeah. as odd as it sounds. Yeah. Amazing. So eight months and come here. Yeah. The, it, so she's not walking yet. Is she crawling? No, no, she is. She's starting to make little shuffle moves. So we're yeah. getting there. Yeah, very yeah. good. Brilliant. Yeah. OK, I'll wrap with this, which is what are your goal setting plans for this year, Denise? So do you want to know my goals or my goal setting plans? I want to know both, I suppose. So tell, tell us all. What, what is a plan for 2024? 
Okay, so the plan for 2024 is slightly different to 2023 in the sense that Charlotte is here now. Yeah. And yes, I have lots of big business goals, but I want to enjoy Charlotte, enjoy my time with Charlotte and make sure that, look, balance is never going to be fully achieved because when our business is our baby and we have our baby as well, it's difficult. But I definitely want to try and say no to a few more things and in turn say yes to myself. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that I makes hope it doesn't sound negative. No. I don't even mean it to say negative. No, but saying sometimes saying no is saying yes to yourself. I'm yeah. I'm I've been a devil in the past of saying yes to too many things. Okay, give me an example. So what type of thing would you be thinking that you might say no to? So I feel like I'll need to weigh up all the being really honest here I'll need to weigh up thing, all the business things next year like um, amazing opportunities pop up particularly within retail say mm-hmm. right just as an example but what I don't think people realise is I myself and Kieran and our small team of seven are doing all of that mm-hmm. to the extent I am still, I do rotas. People are ringing me and Kieran when they're not feeling well, which mm-hmm. is absolutely fine, I might add. But like, there's lots of admin behind the scenes that we are actually still involved in. Mm-hmm. That is very difficult to manage with a baby. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so saying no to more things and saying yes to yourself. That's the plan yes. for 2024 for Denise Kenny yeah. Byrne. Um, wonderful well I wish you all the best with it Um, I look forward to doing our shoot very soon thank you very much for joining us thanks a million thank Thank you you so so much much. thank you so much before we go thanks again to our sponsors Air Ireland's number one business broadband provider head over to air.ie forward slash business to find out more about their unlimited business broadband from just 34.99 a month